Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. My name is Marco Iacchini, and I'm a cross-asset strategist from the CIO team. On today's episode of the podcast, we'll discuss our latest market outlook, we'll dive into our investment strategy positioning, and take a look at what the Fed tapering of its bond purchases may mean for markets. Joining me today from this conversation, I'm glad to welcome Abhilash Narayan, Senior Investment Strategist. Without further ado, let's start today's conversation. We have just released our monthly outlook, Abhilash. How has the macro backdrop changed versus a month ago? Thank you, Marco. Good to be back. Now, for many developed markets, uh, August was characteristic of you know relatively slow summer months. Uh, economic data was broadly in line with market expectations, uh, barring a few hits and misses. Uh, as a result, most of the uh, you know major equity and bond markets remained in tight ranges. However, there were three noteworthy developments over the past month. So firstly, uh, while COVID vaccinations continue at a good pace, we have seen a sharp rise in global cases across uh, US, Asia, Europe, and uh, and Australia, which has arguably dampened the risk sentiment at the margin. Secondly, uh, the Fed is talking about tapering, uh, and and we expect the Fed to announce uh, a tapering of its bond purchases over the next few months. Uh, in fact, Jackson Hole Conference is taking place as we speak, and we could get some further guidance over the next few days. And last but not the least, uh, the regulatory scrutiny uh, remains an overhang for Chinese markets and has caused you know, MSCI China to decline a, uh, a bit more over the past month. Thanks, Abhilash. So um, having discussed the macro backdrop, what are the key investment takeaways for our clients? At a headline level, we remain bullish on equities, despite uh, the tapering concerns and the rise in cases. Now, let's take them up one by one, starting with tapering. Uh, The infamous taper tantrum of uh, 2013 was partly a result of the announcement catching the markets by surprise. However, markets have been aware of the possibility of tapering for the past few months. And in fact, a number of investor surveys show us that majority of investors expect the Fed to announce tapering before the end of 2021, which is consistent with our expectations. And secondly, uh, uh, the crucial difference between 2013 and and this time is that uh, US is starting from a position of strength. So the GDP is expected to grow at around 6%, uh, at over 6% in 2021 and over 4% next year. Corporate earnings, as we have seen in the recent uh, earnings season, remain quite strong. Uh, if we move over to COVID, while we are closely monitoring the situation, we believe that any flare-up in cases is unlikely to lead to widespread lockdowns, especially in countries with high vaccination rates. And hence, within equities, uh, we have a preference for uh, Europe and US equities, given that both the regions are leaders in vaccination. Uh, now, within bonds, we expect 10-year treasury yields to rise, and thus we prefer corporate and emerging market bonds. Uh, and lastly, we expect uh, you know the dollar bearish trend to resume uh, in the next twelve months. Understand. One of the questions we often get still is obviously how to play uh, markets in Asia and particularly China, uh, and this refers to both equities and and bond markets. 
um, given what you've said about the evolution of the, 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 the financial markets in the past month in this region, how would you say investors position ahead? Well, Chinese financial assets face a very different backdrop from, uh, let's say, U.S. and European uh, asset markets. So from a monetary policy perspective, we expect more easing uh, in China as policymakers uh, see growth stability ahead of uh, the party plenum in in October. Uh, While there are, however, I mean, there are little signs of regulatory tightening coming to an end. And if you look at history, you know, Past instances of regulatory uh, tightening have rarely been short-lived, and the recent measures are being framed as being consistent with long-term policy objectives. So this uh, period of uh, regulatory scrutiny could last a bit more. Now, we believe Chinese equities are likely to perform broadly in line with global equities over the next 12 months, though in the next you know one to three months, there could be a bit more volatility. Uh, and we think that you know, uh, the reg- given the regulatory scrutiny that's there, uh, for now, we prefer energy and industrial sectors within Chinese equities as they are uh, likely to be less sensitive to, to these noises. Uh, however, uh, we prefer to gain exposure to China through Asian dollar bonds. Now, if you look at Asian high yield bonds, uh, the valuations there are the cheapest uh, since uh, you know the COVID crisis. And even uh, you know if you look at uh, a longer term history, they are extremely cheap uh, relative to their own levels in the past. Now, Timing a trough in valuations remains difficult, uh, but we believe that Asian high yield bonds pay investors very attractive yield to wait for an upturn in sentiment. Great. So one last question before we end today's episode. Uh, I wanted to go back to the topic of tapering. Uh, We talked about how markets and investors are perhaps uh, more likely to expect or ready for a tapering to to be announced and then start. Uh, But what are some key takeaways from past experiences uh, with regards to asset markets? Thanks, Marco. Yeah, that's that's the main question for investors these days, right? Uh, Well, if you think about it, this is the fourth quantitative easing program that the Fed has undertaken. Uh, We have seen uh, a taper after the first QE in 2009 and the third QE in in 2013, uh, whereas the second QE uh, in 2010 and 11 had a predefined end date. Now, uh, in terms of market impact, right, first and foremost, uh, if we go back to the taper tantrum in 2013, it was largely caused uh, due to inadequate communication. But it seems that the Fed has taken in the learning and is trying to avoid the same mistake. Uh, And the evidence lies in the fact, uh, as I mentioned earlier, that majority of investors are expecting tapering to be announced this year. So we think that, you know, uh, the risk of a big sell off due to market surprise is relatively low. Secondly, if we move to asset classes, it is reassuring to see that uh, tapering has not been a major issue for U.S. equities in past, as they've generally delivered positive returns in the 100 days after the tapering announcement. Uh, and this is despite the 5-6% dip we saw in the immediate aftermath, uh, you know, when, when 2013 taper tantrum started. So by and large, U.S. equities do well after ta- uh, tapering announcements. Uh, as far as uh, EM equities are concerned, they were uh, quite resilient in 2009, but they did underperform U.S. equities in 2013. Moving over to bonds, uh, you know, U.S. government bond yields typically have risen in the run-up to the tapering announcements. But once the actual tapering has started uh, in the past instances, they've generally traded in a range or they've, they've traded sideways. And across all the episodes, 
the US dollar has declined between one to 5%. Now, when we combine the historical learnings with the fact that positioning is nowhere near as stretched as it was in past episodes, uh, it leads us to believe that you know any tapering announcement is unlikely to be a significant drag uh, on, on risky assets. Great. Thank you, Abhilash. Thanks for joining our conversation today. That is all for today's episode of Standard Charter Money Insights. If you would like to learn more or read our publications, please visit our website at sc.com under Latest Market Insights. As a reminder, if you enjoyed our discussion, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.